Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Ben Mastwick is the ringmaster of his band, The Millions, and the creator of three albums, the latest of which, Living on Gold Street, was released in 2021. His new single released in March is called Actually, and it is a cosmic country trip that is taking him all the way to two shows in South Australia. We're going to talk about the song, the shows. Hello, Ben. Hello. How are you, Sophie? I'm very well, thank you. And I'm going to launch straight into the song, Actually, because there is a line in it that goes, I hit the town pedal to the metal. And I listened to that and I thought, I suspect this may be Ben's life motto. Is it? Yeah, it's uh, it's very autobiographical, that song. Yet strangely, it's one of the few songs that I've co-written with somebody else. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I co-wrote it with another musician, a uh, friend of mine, Lara. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I guess... She wanted to get inside my brain a little bit and pick that apart. Um, so it is kind of autobiographical, but maybe with some extra people on camera looking at it from different perspectives as well. Uh, what was it like for you to have someone else write about you, to you? It was really interesting, actually, because it kind of pushed me into uh, spaces that, I might not naturally be thinking about or writing about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny. We were chatting the other day. She checked in with me because she's really curious to see how the song's been going. And she checked in and and um, she'd come to see us play at a bar in Collingwood. And somebody had come up while she was there and said to me, uh, oh, I listened to you. I listened to your new song. It made me just wonder if you were okay. And I was like, "Yes, I'm okay." That's that's one of the brilliant things about songwriting is that you can kind of explore, you know, different aspects of your your experience through mm-hmm. song. And uh, you know, to me, that was nothing. I was, I was like, "Yeah, that's 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 wonderful that you asked and and that the song elicited that response." in you but Lara was a little bit almost upset and checked in with me later and she's like oh I hope I didn't write a song that was up help you write a song that was upsetting for you and but I mean you, you got to dig in right as a songwriter you got to dig into to this stuff so when you say you don't normally write with co-writers is that just because you've developed the habit of writing alone or it is it, it is a preference to just be with your own thoughts be with your instrument and create alone no, I've got a funny writing practice. I I tend to write a lot on the move. So my whole first record I wrote whilst, uh, well, actually, no, most of it was written while walking. Um, there tends to be a lot of dogs involved, a lot of dog walking seems to uh, bring out the, uh, the the kind of writing inspiration. I also did uh, wrote a bunch of those songs while travelling through the States as well. Um, so... I just find that kind of, you know, moving through the landscape, um, having that kind of stimulus coming through is really inspiring for me. And I tend to, um, I try and write quickly. I I tend to, I find that my favourite songs are the ones that I don't labour over too much. So 
I try and get myself in the, in the mode or in the state and open up and let songs come and kind of capture capture them and um, you know there's a hit and miss rate like they're not all gonna, they're not all going to work but you got to be open to the the opportunity I think and yeah some of my favorite songs have come in pretty quickly. So I have visions of you walking a dog holding a phone with a voice memo function on it and recording your ideas. Is that pretty much how it goes? Yeah, and writing as well. Um, so, you know, lots of kind of thumbing, uh, thumbing in. A, a, a combination. It's like if you get a little melody line or something, um, that's certainly good to to sing. But I've done a lot of dangerous uh, writing while walking. So okay. beware. If you, if you see me... Uh, if you see me head down, uh, you know, walking beside the creek, maybe uh, get out of the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> or just call out, hey, watch out, idiot. Now, as you mentioned, the songs that tend to work the best are the ones that come quickly. Is that because you distrust the slower ones? Or is that, and if you do, is that from experience? Like when you've, when you've taken a bit of time with the song, it normally doesn't work out. So you just think if it's laboured, I'm going to leave it. It's a, that's an awesome question. Uh, some uh, on my new record, so I'm in the studio at the moment working on record number four. We're pretty close to finished. All of the songs are done, and we're we're just kind of doing the finishing touches on the recording. Uh, I would say, well, there's there's some songs on this record that uh, I've been developing over quite a bit of time, and there's actually couple that I started a long time ago and then stumbled back across and they just felt right for this record mm-hmm. I tend to have um uh, I've, I've got a, a folder in my notes app called the song shelf and it's just all the songs that I've written that don't have a home yet in, in various states of completion mm-hmm. uh, but it's nice to go back and look at the shelf and and because different songs for different projects and this one is very much a millions record like it's a big bombastic kind of wild you know yeah it's pretty rock and roll and and so only certain songs were going to work for that so it was nice to be able to go back and pick some off the shelf yeah now that segues beautifully into my next question, which is something I found that is common across your three albums is that they are on one level, they are pure entertainment. So you just talked about the bombastic sound of the millions, but even your first album, which was not a millions album, there is that that entertainment in it. So I'm wondering if you would consider yourself a born entertainer. Yeah, I would. I'm I'm kind of surprised that you picked that up from can I ask you a question what was it in the first record that you kind of yeah see in that way I think it's just the there's a certain beat to the songs and the way you're delivering them that uh to me signals an intention to connect to an audience and so I guess that that's for me that signifies someone who who wants to entertain as well because being a performer in order to make that connection to an audience you need to be an entertainer I think so because if you just go to sit on a stool quietly half turned away from the audience you're not necessarily going to connect so there's just I just was listening to it thinking yeah this is this one's entertaining they're all entertaining like this is just on one level listening to it it's just pure fun um I will ask you a question though about the deeper levels of it in a second but I, I did wonder if you thought of yourself as a born entertainer I I yeah I I definitely do I think you've definitely kind of you know, stumbled upon the the kind of essence of of me doing this is I 
you know, I love a sad song, but I I want to create musical experiences that people can connect with and have a really good time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still you can still have sad, meaningful songs. Uh, c- country music has always been like tragic stories, upbeat kind of music, mm-hmm. and I think in in the you know as, as Americana has kind of become. Um, a lot more of the thing, there's a real focus on the song, which is great because it's if the song's not there, then you got nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a, a lot of kind of, yeah, as you say, like uh, sitting back kind of a little bit shy or whatever, that, that's, that's not me. It's like we, we, we turn it on and the higher the energy we can create at the show and the more we can engage people, the more I get off on it. And, you know, you get that wonderful kind of symbiosis, cyclical thing going on with your audience. So you nailed it there, mate. Absolutely (laughs) nailed it. (laughs) Uh, And and makes me wonder if you were like that as a child. Yeah, I was always a show-off, I think. Yeah, always a show-off for sure. I was an only child, and maybe that's part of it. Um, uh, I got siblings later in life, but um, yeah, I think I was always pretty outgoing. Yeah. Good. So, at what age did you start to sing or play an instrument? Which came first? Mm. So, I played saxophone in like early high school. So, I was drawn to music, mm-hmm. um, but. Then when I was living in South Gippsland, so I grew up in Melbourne and then moved to South Gippsland uh, in about year eight and a half, I think it was, of high school. And that's when I really started embracing music there. Uh, And I wanted to learn drums. I was, you know, doing music at school. I wanted to do drums, but our music teacher at the time uh, there was a few other people in the class that wanted to learn guitar, and so he decided to make things easier for him. And you know, as a teacher, I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he decided that everyone was going to do guitar that semester. Okay. So I kind of was like, oh, okay, you know. And this was I would have been like sixteen, I guess, and I was really into like Nirvana, Magic Dirt, right. you know, grunge was happening. And so it was kind of accessible, this idea of like picking up a guitar, learning learning four chords and start to write your own songs. Um, and I think, you know, the grunge and country, there's, they, they say the country is three chords and the truth. And, you know, grunge is probably something very similar to that. So I picked up the guitar and then just started writing straight away and formed a band and kind of, yeah, it was right for me. Yeah. So when did you convert to country music from grunge? Not that, not to say that you aren't still interested in grunge, but clearly country has become <laughs> direction. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, look, the rock and roll is uh, is definitely still there, and I feel like the music I'm making now is more is closer to the music that I was making when I was younger than than it's ever been. Um, not not ne- not grunge so much, but certainly kind of. I got really into like experimental rock. I like soundscape kind of stuff, and uh, I'm a huge fan of like Nick Cave and the Birthday Party and and that kind of stuff, which has got this real punk energy. And 
And I'm always trying to drag that back into what we're doing now, even though, you know, I, I, I definitely identify as country artist. It's, it's what I'm into. It's what I'm making. I really like to push the boundaries. So that came for me when I was about 30, I guess. I, um, I'd given up music for a bit and then I decided I wanted to get back into it. I'd become really obsessed with, uh, I'd grown up on like Lucinda Williams, um, Emmylou Harris, uh, Paul Kelly, who's not country, but kind of is at the same time. Um, and, and yeah, then kind of became really obsessed like with Gillian Welsh and David Rawlings and then Graham Parsons and then just, I was just like on the slippery slope then. It's like I couldn't listen to anything else. I must have listened to Graham Parsons like, you know, exclusively for about two years and then started listening to everybody that influenced him. And yeah. And then yeah, there's something about there's something about when country music gets its hook into you. It's 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 kind of it's difficult to listen to anything else because it kind of doesn't have the same I don't know emotional connection I think country's really great for emotional connection yeah, yeah. well you use the word boundaries and look you must have ESP because I have that in a, in a question as well I'm thinking when I'm listening to the instruments on your songs I'm thinking it doesn't seem like you're just putting synthesizer on for the sake of it if that makes sense oh uh, yeah more, yeah what is this song what does this song need what can I put on this song to get the most out of it which instruments are going to do the mm-hmm. job Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've all got our references, right? And we we go back a lot to like Jeff Lynn's production. So, like, you know, Traveling Wilbury and stuff that he did with um, like Tom Petty and, uh, you know, so, so many people that kind of, I guess, I, you know, I am a child of the 90s. And so production was really kind of, um late 80s early 90s predictions were, were becoming much more experimental and, and country music got absorbed into that um and you know I, I i love classic country like you know 60s 70s probably where i really you know identify with the the kind of sound and the way it's going but then it's really interesting to see what happens when that comes into the 80s and early 90s and production starts becoming a bit more electronic and a bit more pulsing and you know it's like I'm sure you're familiar with Daniel Lanoir and the records he's done like Wrecking Ball that he did with Emmylou Harris and Teatro that he did with Willie Nelson and it's like I mentioned before that I was into like kind of like soundscape and sound I studied like sound art and stuff at art school and and so I really get into the the kind of sonic qualities of that and where they take the listener and me mm-hmm. within that that kind of song universe. Yeah. So I'd, I'm interested in I'm interested in creating kind of different spaces, I mm-hmm. guess, you know, for um, yeah, for those songs to live, I guess. Yeah. Well sound art. That is the key, I think. <laughs> like, I actually haven't heard of that as a subject for study before, but but it certainly, yeah. it certainly makes sense in the context of your music. Yeah, I so I, I after 
after my band, we were getting more prog- uh, progressively more experimental towards this is my teenage band. Uh, and we got exp- uh, uh, progressively more experimental to the point where it was quite experimental mm. uh and then i went overseas for a bit and then came back and kind of was in a few other bands uh and they they were actually we had no songs or anything we were we were like doing soundtrack for like circus stuff and youth theater and like art you know uh experimental art shows and stuff like that and you just kind of like roll up with your instruments and play them in non-traditional ways and 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 make make soundscapes and noise and and i always love that freeform um kind of sound art approach to it but i love songs and i love songwriting and so if i can bring those elements together i think i that's when i start getting the most excited about what's going on and sometimes yeah. structure can be quite liberating as well because uh you yeah. know you've talked about punk grunge Country. These are songs that have structure, and in Punk's case, very tight structure. Uh, mm. But I sometimes think that means that you, as a creator, can you spend less energy and time worrying necessarily about how you're getting from A to B, and more about what's in between. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you get to play the song. You get to it, like a song is like a, a three minute movie. You know, if it's done well, and you get to bring people in to you get to, you get to bring them into an entirely created world that may be related to your experience it might be entirely fiction it might be somebody else's story but mm. when when it works you get to bring people into that world reveal that story and spit them out the other end and that, that can be really profound yeah um i yeah and 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 it's also kind of quite rare like it it's it's fairly rare that music does that for me and i find it easiest to engage with songs in that way uh, through country music i find that that they're the ones that grab me and take me on that 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 journey and show me that little miniature movie and spit me out at the other end uh and that i I just find that amazing the fact that you can do that within you know with some guitars and drums and voice you know like the fact that you can uh create that and do that and take people on that journey Mm. i find really incredible now I talked about your songs as entertainment, but there is there is a deeper level in them all, and there are themes of good and bad, of heaven and hell, and the why and wherefore of life. I think are these things that you've been <laughs> interested in for a while from, from the start of songwriting, or are they themes that that just emerged through your songwriting? You thought, oh, I think I think I'm going to follow that. Mm, it's interesting. I I don't know that I entirely kind of you know identify with what you're saying there but i love i love that you're picking up those themes and i'd I'd, you know i would love to interview you later and uh, find out your your take on all of this i when i kind of look back and analyze my writing i find that pretty much most of the time all of my songs are about relationships Mm -hmm. uh relationships with people i I think they, they basically all are um so i think 
you know, I've got my own experiences and then I've got like these kind of archetypal relationships that kind of live in my psyche and subconscious. And, and that's typically what I'm tapping into when I'm writing most of the time, like I'll say eight out of 10 times I write a song. I do not know what it's about okay. um, and, until later. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a song on my new record uh, it's called All the Songs I Wrote a Year Ago Are All About Me Now. Wow. Uh, so I've become aware of this weird prophetic quality of songs where I'll write about what feels like fictional characters and fictional narratives mm-hmm. to me. Uh, and a year down the track, I'm like, God damn it, it's happened again. Wow. This is, I, I, it, 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 it's, it's me, it's my experience, it's my life, and it's happened so much that I had to write a song about that. So it's almost like, meta. well, it's almost <laughs> like you're accessing parallel dimensions of time. <laughs> well, you know, this is, this is cosmic country music, right, Sophie? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's so, well, true. yeah. <laughs> we yeah uh, we we like to tap into um alternate dimensions for sure that's when the good that's when the good business is happening i find yeah well you are going to tap into those alternate dimensions in a couple of shows in south australia now you have the first oh, at the wheat yeah. sheaf hotel on friday the 26th of may have you played there before i haven't do you know this is my first time playing in south australia and i'm really? so excited i know i know it's um we tend to just do the east coast run you know and um i'm really excited about it i've got you know i've got a few friends over there uh who i'm excited to see uh we're going there with um hillsborough from brisbane who are good friends we've done a number of shows with them i love them guys they're heaps of fun i love their music uh, I'm really excited to meet Todd. I've, you know, we've only, he, he put this show together and uh, we're only, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to just hanging out with him and seeing him perform as well. Uh, my man, Patrick Wilson, uh, is so he's, um, he's playing drums with me, but he's putting out his own record at the moment and it's amazing. If you haven't checked out Patrick Wilson stuff, Please get out and check it. You'll love it. Uh, and there, there, there's a rule with the millions. Uh, I only employ superstars. So I've also got Katie Bates with me as well. Oh, I'm sure yeah. people know Katie Bates. So she's playing bass and will be singing with me. She's amazing. She's got her own incredible stuff. Uh, and we've also got um, uh, Jesse Lee from Hunter and Jesse Lee's Bad Habits, who is an Adelaide local uh and yeah i've always admired her guitar playing and yeah she has been playing with millions for the last um, three or four months and i just absolutely love playing with her so that's that's our crew that we've got for this run um and it will be my first my first go in in uh, south australia and your second go will be the next night at Three Brothers Arms in Macclesfield. That's on the 27th. Uh, so given that I imagine you put a lot of energy into shows, when you've got you know, shows on consecutive nights, do you have a little power down time sort of the day of the second gig? 
No, penalty no, to battle. I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. No, I um, Susha, I've got to be careful with my voice because I, I do have a tendency to um, you know, just just. Uh, really dig into the first night. So, you know, but I'm getting better at that. I'll protect my voice. So don't worry, anyone coming to Three Brothers Arms, I'll, uh, I'll still be able to sing. <laughs> um, but, but no, it's like we're, we're here for a, uh, a good time and a short time. So I'll, uh, yes, please, Adelaide and South Australia, uh, come out and party with us. Come, come, and, come and hang. We want, uh, we want some... We, we want to meet everybody uh, over here because we would love to be coming back, you know, every three months or so and uh, get a bit of a party going on, get, get, a, get a vibe happening. Well, having spoken to you, uh, Ben, for this interview, I wish I was going to be at Adelaide for the, or Ma- and Macclesfield for those shows because I am sure they will be absolutely fantastic. Um, it's been so interesting to talk to you. I'm looking forward to this new album when it comes out and may, we may talk again then if, if I'm lucky. Um, but thank you very much for your time tonight. Oh, thank you so much. It was a really great conversation. It's nice to dig beneath the surface of things. So I really appreciate it. Thanks, Sophie. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.